instances of confrontation with hostile patients are in the rise, often with frightful results. More than ever, clinicians need to foster skills that enable them to diffuse conflicts or otherwise deal with hostile patients and family members. Welcome to Modern Practice. I'm your host, Dr. Tomas Villanueva, Senior Principal for Operations and Quality at Vizient, and on this episode of our award-winning podcast, I welcome back fellow physician with a tremendous expertise in this area, Dr. Cecilia Cruz. Cecilia, welcome back. Thank you, Tom. I love to be here. So remind us, Cecilia, a little bit about your background and what your current position is, please. Sure. So I am a board-certified emergency medicine physician with over 20 years of clinical practice. I currently work clinically in occupational health medicine, but my primary role is that of CEO and founder of Marpe LLC. And Marpe is a company, a mental fitness coaching company, and specifically that works with physicians and healthcare organizations, bringing tools and essentially a roadmap to help physicians and other healthcare professionals build their mental fitness to deal with today's challenges. And specifically, we work in the areas of quality healthcare, communication, and burnout. Very impressive. And I'm actually rather looking forward to this discussion today because I think it'll speak to a lot of us. So let's start by level setting. Are patients more hostile in today's healthcare environment? Unfortunately, study statistics actually show that they are. There was a 2022 poll by the American College of Emergency Physicians, and it was a large poll. About 30,000 ER docs were polled, and it was found that they were witnessing patient violence go up by about 24% when compared to studies done or polls done in 2018. And if we just look at the news, right, we notice over the summer, there were several physician shootings. And again, from 2008 to 2017, the percent of physicians who have been victims in hospital-based shootings has tripled from 3% to 9%. And even further level setting, because quite frankly, this is upsetting. This is not the reason you and I signed up for this job. It's not only just even physical violence, but verbal violence as well. Absolutely. Verbal violence is obviously the highest form of violence that healthcare professionals face, and it is also the least reported. So we don't actually have really exact statistics on the degree of hostility against healthcare professionals because most of us in that setting, when someone screams at us or uses profanity towards us, we don't necessarily report it as violent behavior. How prevalent is this? Unfortunately, quite prevalent. And so there was the Cleveland Clinic did some data compilation, and they showed that it is more prevalent in healthcare about four times, in fact, more prevalent in healthcare than it is in other industries across the board. And the Bureau of Labor Statistics shows that 10.4 in 10,000 workers in healthcare experience some sort of workplace violence compared to 2.1 in 10,000 across all other industries. So it's, again, about 
four to five times worse within the healthcare industry than in other industries. And even more telling is the fact that healthcare workers are more likely or have a higher likelihood of being exposed to violence than prison guards and police officers, if you can believe it. That's flooring, to yes. be honest with you. More than prison guards or policemen. That's absolutely flooring. So we've mentioned the emergency room survey. We've mentioned the feedback from the Cleveland Clinic. Is there a particular field in healthcare that we see more of this in common? For instance, women physicians, nurses, other healthcare workers? Yes. So unfortunately, our nursing colleagues are at higher risk for assaults than physicians. And I think that's just simply due to the fact that they spend more one-on-one time with the patients and with families and oftentimes in closed settings, in a closed room with the door closed. And so that places them at that higher risk. So according to the American Nursing Association, nurses are in fact about 16 times more likely to experience workplace violence than physicians. That's also flooring and quite frankly, sad. Are there settings where this is more common within the levels of care? I'm speaking to the floors, the emergency room, even clinics? Yeah. Yeah. So violent behavior in healthcare is really seen in all the settings. But to your point, there are some areas that see higher levels of violence. And those tend to be more of the high acuity or acute care settings. So the emergency room, for sure, even ambulances within an ambulance, the intensive care units, and of course, inpatient psych units also see higher levels of violence. So, gosh, why do you think people are more hostile? There are many factors playing into this. I think part of the issue is simply the crisis that we're in. We are in a healthcare crisis. And as much as physicians, healthcare workers, we're all being affected by burnout, by staff shortages, by attrition, that plays out to the patients as well. And so what that means for patients is greater difficulty in getting appointments, a harder time seeing the specialists that they need to see. And when they do have an appointment and are finally able to get in, are they having to see a physician who is overworked, exhausted, and simply not through any of their own fault, but just through the circumstances of the current situation, are unable to connect with that patient, provide the empathy and the emotional support that the patient may be looking for. And so this creates this path where patients are more frustrated, physicians are more frustrated, and so it leads to more of this aggressive behavior. So we've spoken to patients being more hostile, but let's be honest, patients are more combative. Yes, that is also true. And combativeness can be due to a variety of reasons, right? And as physicians, we can understand or almost be somewhat prepared for when patients are combative due to their underlying medical condition. So perhaps if they have an acute metabolic issue that's producing delirium, we know that might lead to combativeness. Same thing with our dementia, elderly dementia patients. They can become combative as well when they're scared or paranoid. 
But I think in addition to that group of patients from whom we can face some combativeness, there's also been a rise in other mental illness. So depression, for example. And so if we look at the statistics of depression in our country over the last few years, there's been a steady increase. And as you know, depression can not only manifest as sadness or quietness or retraction, it can also manifest as anger and frustration. And so this can certainly be leading to higher levels of combativeness with some of the patients that we see. The surveys have been actually focusing greater on patients, but in my own personal experience, I've seen the same from patients' loved ones, whether it be friends or family. Is there any data behind that? Yeah, I haven't uh, found a lot of specific data on that other than some generalized comments really pointing to the same situation in terms of people having higher levels of anxiety, depression. Also, as we know, there's been with the pandemic, in some ways, people no longer trust the medical system, perhaps as much as they used to. And so this distrust causes patients, families, loved ones to question what we're doing or not doing. And this, if not addressed appropriately, can lead again to frustration, anger, and violence. Cecilia, great discussion. And next episode, we'll continue on this topic with steps we can take to deal with hostile patients and families. And to our listeners, you can contact Dr. Cruz at her email address in the resource section of our podcast page. And if you have any additional questions pertaining to modern practice or simply want to send us your comments, please contact me in our email, modernpracticepodcast at visioninc.com. We've also posted a link in our resource section as well. And please join us for other Modern Practice Podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, or send us your comments. And now, I'm Dr. Tomas Villanueva. Thank you so much for listening.